Blog Talk Radio. show on the Appleseed Radio Network here. Uh, The reason I'm laughing is because I don't know. uh, I don't know uh, how much you guys heard or didn't hear of the last 20 minutes. Uh, It has been uh, a real circus working with Blog Talk Radio, as it always is. Uh, I'm going to ask, I've had, uh, I've been trying to have the chat, get the chat program to open, for the software to open up the last 20 minutes, and I can't, so I don't really have any connection as to whether or not uh, you guys heard any in the last 20 minutes or not, so I'm, I'm guessing that there's a couple of uh, regulars that uh, are almost always here, and they would probably still be sitting around listening, even if there wasn't anything for the last 20 minutes, so if you can call in and let me know uh, how much you heard or didn't hear the last the last 20 minutes, call in number is... Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. So Sam, if you're listening, if you can call in and let me know because I put out a lot of a lot of stuff and I, I a lot of the stuff was important and I just want to make sure that uh, if it didn't go out over the air, that I can cut back. I can go through uh, go back through it. <coughs> All right. Well, until Sam or one of the other guys, if you're listening, calls in, <clears throat> let me just say that uh, uh, what I was doing is uh, I was talking about the events, the upcoming events, you know, the way we always start the show. And uh, 
what I was specifically talking about, and uh, I'm just going to go back over this because even if even if I said it before and you heard it, then uh, I'm going to say it again because it's important to me, important to you, and that is uh, the month of September. So here we are in the month of September, uh, and uh, this isn't a, the uh, the weekend coming up that I'm using for example is the 19th and 20th of September. This isn't a special weekend. This is a normal, regular uh, weekend of the year. Uh, and I counted up on here, and there are 25 apple seeds for that weekend. 25 apple seeds across the United States for September 19th and 20th. Now, just a short year ago, uh, you could uh, very easily come up on a weekend where there wasn't, perhaps there wasn't an apple seed uh, somewhere that uh, uh, that uh, <clears throat> okay, I'm just checking. The, I just got, got a message from Blog Talk Radio. I just wanted to make sure that they weren't saying that I that that we were off the air again, or they were off the air again. Uh, you could have a weekend uh, last year around this time, maybe, where there wasn't an apple seed event on a weekend, okay? And uh, if you want to go back even further, you want to go back three years ago, then you could have uh, uh, the 25 apple seeds that we're now having in one weekend. That was half of the first year. Half of the first year. Now, we're doing, what we're doing now is that we're, uh, we're having 25 apple seeds uh, in, uh, on one weekend instead of uh, in six months. Uh, we, are, we are definitely changing. We're definitely racing ahead. Uh, uh, while I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm also going to... Uh, Put in a uh, a quick note onto the the forum and let the folks know that uh, that it is on the air. This is uh, it's very aggravating, you know. To uh, don't want to do something. And uh, and have technical problems that uh, they come in between it because if you have if you're doing something like a show like a radio show or or a catalog or anything like that and you uh, and you don't show up at the time and place you're supposed to be uh, then everybody's going they're not people aren't going to sit around and wait. They're not going to sit there and listen to 20 minutes of uh, dead air. They're going to figure, uh, well, that's done, that's over, and uh, and move on. <coughs> All right. So if you are listening, uh, please give me a call at 347-308-8790. And uh, as I said before, I can't get the I can't get the chat program to to open from my console. So you guys may very well be there chatting but i can't see it uh and i don't know if they are if the switchboard is letting you call in because uh it didn't let me call in but if you can give me a call at 
308-8790. So that's very exciting to me that, uh, that we're getting 25 apple seeds on just a regular weekend. And let me tell you where they're all at. Uh, starting in, we're going to go back to starting at uh, September 12th and 3rd. We have the Athens, Ohio, September well, let me start all the way back at the beginning of September here. Boulder, Montana, September 5th and 6th. Castle Rock, Washington, September 5th and 6th. Castro Valley, California, September 5th and 6th. Uh, Chillicothe, Illinois, September 5th through the 7th. That's a three-day event. Douglas, Wyoming, September 5th and 6th. Grand Island, Nebraska, September 5th and 6th. Manchester, Tennessee, September 5th and 6th. Ottawa, Illinois, September 5th through the 7th. That's a special three-day event. Pelham, New Hampshire, September 5th and 6th. Per year, Tennessee, September 5th through the 7th. This is another three-day event. Ramsar, North Carolina, September 5th through the 7th. That's another three-day event. Red Bluff, California, September 5th and 6th. Winona, Minnesota, September 5th and 6th. The next weekend will be in Athens, Ohio, September 12th and 13th. Broken Arrow, Nebraska, September 12th and 13th. Buckingham County, Virginia, September 12th and 13th. Carmi, Illinois, September 12th and 13th. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, September 12th and 13th. College Station, Texas, September 12th and 13th. Davila, Texas, September 12th and 13th. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, September 12th and 13th. Eureka, Kansas, September 12th and 13th. Knob Creek, Kentucky, September 12th and 13th. New Bremen, New York, September 12th and 13th. Newcastle, Wyoming, September 12th and 13th. Wayland, Iowa, September 12th and 13th. Weatherby, Missouri, September 12th and 13th. Yanceyville, North Carolina, September 12th and 13th. Amarillo, Texas, September 12th, September 19th, excuse me, and 20th. Amarillo, Texas, September 19th and 20th. Boulder City, Nevada, September 19th and 20th. Corona, California, September 19th and 20th. Evansville, Indiana, September 19th and 20th. El Paso, Texas, September 19th and 20th. Gunnison, Colorado, September 19th and 20th. Mannheim, Pennsylvania, September 19th and 20th. Kaysville, Utah, September 19th and 20th. Miamisburg, Ohio, September 19th and 20th. Ottawa, Illinois, September 19th and 20th. Oxford, Kansas, September 19th and 20th. Peru, California, September 19th and 20th. Proctor, Vermont, September 19th and 20th. Ramsar, North Carolina, September 19th and 20th. Raton, New Mexico, that's at the NRA Whittington Center, September 19th and 20th. Saratoga Springs, New York, September 19th and 20th. Sierra Vista, Arizona, September 19th and 20th. Stinson, West Virginia, September 19th and 20th. Three Forks, Montana. West Lebanon, New Hampshire, both September 19th and 20th. The next weekend would be September 26th and 27th. 
The events for that weekend are Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Chesterfield, New Hampshire, Cloverdale, Indiana, Custer, South Dakota, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Harlan, Kentucky, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Kingman, Arizona, Lemoore, California, Mansfield, Massachusetts, Payson, Arizona, Reno, Nevada, Salisaw, Oklahoma, and Washburn, Missouri. Those events are all happening on September 26th and 27th. Or just a recap of what I was uh, saying a little bit earlier is uh, it really it really does my heart good to see on uh, on an Appleseed weekend, the uh, September 19th and 20th, to see 25 Appleseed events across the United States. Uh, who would have thought just uh, uh, just a couple of short years ago that the program would be expanding at this pace? and that, that we're doing so well. Uh, I'm very, very proud uh, of each and every instructor and staff member, uh, forum member, every one of the folks involved in making this happen and pushing the program and getting the word out to Americans that uh, that you, as one person, there is something you can do. You can give up being one person and join together with us at the Appleseed Program. Come to an event. Come to an Appleseed event. Uh, learn how to master your rifle. Learn about the history of April 19, 1775. And then take the big step and decide that you now are going to do something uh, instead of just sitting there in your deck chair, the tracks are going to do something that uh, you're going to give up and forego the notion that one person uh, can't do anything. Because uh, in actuality, you're right. Uh, unless you're, uh, uh, and I'm not even going to joke about uh, anything like what I was about to joke about, but you as one person probably can't do anything. But together, with the thousands of other Appleseed members, you can do something. You can begin to work on preserving the liberties and freedoms that your country has to offer you. You can. You can become a member of the Appleseed program. You can attend an event. You can learn the techniques and skills needed to become a rifleman, to become a safe rifle marksmanship uh, person, and then you can go on to become an instructor. You can learn about the history of the events of April 19, 1775, and why they were so important, and why it is that we need to remember them. To remember is to honor. Listen, we owe those guys on April 19, 1775, a huge debt, one that we can never repay, but we can honor them by remembering them, and that's one of the things that the Apple Seed Program does uh, amazingly well, and that is honoring the men and women who stood together 
on Lexington Green at the North Bridge in Concord and along Battle Road back to Boston on April 19, 1775. We can remember them. We can tell their stories. We can tell the stories of their courage, of their sacrifice, and remember them. And in remembering them, we can honor them. You can be a part of this, too. You want to learn how? You want to figure out where to go? I'll tell you. Go to appleseedinfo.org. That's our home uh, website. Once you're there, look in the top upper left-hand corner. You'll see Appleseed. Click on that. It'll bring a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, look at Schedule. Click on Schedule, and that'll take you to the scheduling page. All right? Now, the dates and location, the, it'll be arranged by locations, the uh, cities and states, and then the dates right after that. Okay? Scan through there. Find a, a city and then a date when you'd like to attend. Now, there's two more links right to the right of that. One is information. That'll tell you... Uh, any special information needed for the event, the directions to get there, where it's being held, etc. And then right next to that is another link that says register. You click on register. That will take you to the third-party software to Eventbrite that handles our third-party, uh, that handles our pre-registration. And that will allow you to pre-register for the event. That will ensure that you have a place on the line when you get there. It will also allow us to make sure that we have enough instructors uh, to cover uh, to have a good sh- uh, instructor-to-student ratio, and that we have enough supplies shipped there, etc. Uh, <clears throat> and that will get you started on your path to becoming a rifleman, a patriot, uh, to give you a place where you can be in line and help bail. Help bail. Get the water out of the bilge. This country isn't going down the drain. It's not... Uh, it's not a disaster. The ship isn't sinking, okay? But without some maintenance, without all of us together checking and making sure that uh, the places where it's getting rusty are fixed, that any holes that have sprouted up that we can plug, and without that, without some tender loving care and some maintenance, we could end up in a bad place. We could end up in a really bad place. And I'm not going to be able to fix the ship by myself. You're not going to be able to fix the ship by yourself. Even just the two of us together are not going to be able to fix the ship with just the two of us. We need some more hands. We need some more folks. Now, is it going to fix the nation? do is that we'll get people up off out of their deck chairs, off their couch, get their motor out of their hands, and allow them to start taking an active role in repairing the damage that has been done to the nation. And that is the whole point of the Appleseed program, getting people up, getting people awake, giving them a, a, a shake and saying, hey, 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 buddy. There's some stuff going on in the country, and I think you should know about it. And not only that, but I just wanted to remind you that as an American, it's your sacred obligation, your sacred duty to stand a watch, 
to take a part in ensuring that your freedoms and liberties are safeguarded. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm going to give out the phone number again, 347-308-8790. Uh, if you're listening and you can hear the show, then uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, calling in and let me know that... Uh, that we're going out over the air, I would appreciate it because uh, I still can't get the chat program to open up, so there's no connection uh, to that. So I can't, I don't have any visual on it. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm just going to continue on, just uh, as if we were. But that's what the Apple program is doing. We're waking folks up. We're saying, listen, here's the deal. We got. Uh, uh, it's time for you to step forward. It's time for you to realize that you owe your country a debt, that there's no free ride, that your your obligation to yourself, to your family, to your country, <clears throat> is one that only you can fulfill. You need to ensure that your rights your freedoms, your liberties are not being eroded, that they're still there. And the only way to make sure that uh, they'll be there when you wake up in the morning is to make sure that you saw that they were tucked away safely before you went to bed and that you called one of your buddies and asked him to watch through the night and that you would spell him in the morning when you got back up to make sure there's always someone watching the store That's our duty. That's our sacred obligation to this nation, to the Constitution. Making sure that we're fulfilling our duties of safeguarding our rights and liberties, because no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to make sure that your rights are taken care of than you. Uh, they could. Somebody else could be doing it for you. But if you're just depending on somebody else to be doing it for you, you're really rolling the dice. I would really, uh, I would really be careful about that. <clears throat> okay, the caller number again is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. program from another location. I'll be right with you.
I'm not going to have it. I'm not having any luck in opening another chat program. So I'm just going to. Uh, I'm going to go on the assumption that we're on the air and uh, continue. It's hard for me to speak and click buttons at the same time. So. <clears throat> And when I stop talking, sometimes that's because I am uh, clicking the buttons trying to get to assume that we're not going on the air, that we're not on the air. All right. Well, this is not... uh, this is not good. Once again, the call in number is 347 308 8790. Uh, if you're listening and you have access to a phone, uh, if you could give me a call and let me know that uh, whether we're on the air or not, I would appreciate it. I can't get uh, uh, the software, Blog Talk software is not uh, not cooperating this evening, so I have no idea. Uh, no idea if we are uh, going out or not, but I'm just checking the uh, trying to check the stats and see, and it doesn't appear to that anyone. That anyone is listed as listening. That either it's not uh, going out over there on the air, or nobody could hear it at the beginning, and I guess they gave up. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I apologize for the fact that the show uh, didn't work out this evening. And uh, I'll reschedule this show, and uh, and we'll do it again. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. And uh, okay, hold on just a minute. All right. Okay, area code uh, 908. 
You're on the air. Hello. Yes. Could you? Can you hear the show? Yes, I was listening to it when you said it wasn't going out over the air. <laughs> okay. I wasn't seeing any chat. I I've been having trouble with that for a long time, but but you were coming through. Uh, I was I had trouble at the start, and I went to the Appleseed site, and it said we're on now. So I went back, and uh, there you were, you know, and you stayed up and until uh, well, well did right you, through. Did, you know. did any of the uh, show at the beginning? Did any of the show uh, it was at the a, beginning? It was last week's, I guess, uh, from the from the start uh, for about half an hour, and it took me a while to realize that I was going in out of the room. I think last week or something, and then when I realized it, then I went to the the RWVA site and it noticed your post saying we're on now. So I went back and and then I heard uh, the show from this week, you know, and then you said the uh, chat wasn't working and you were going to try and redo it. And then I was still hearing, you know, there was the violin music again or the fiddle music. And then I, you said you were uh, thought that nobody was able to hear you, but that wasn't true because I could. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. See now, now the the switchboard is 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 filling up now. Uh huh. Well, see the first, uh, uh, you know, normally I start the show, uh, or mm-hmm. I'll I'll do the pre-show work like the first several hours of it, and mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, then ten minutes before the show, I try not to do much more than ten minutes before the show because I'm already doing uh, ten hours of long distance to New York, uh, you know, every week with the show. So I try to do just ten minutes for uh, where I'll call in. You have to call in. You uh, you know have to go through the codes, verify your passwords, and everything, and then uh, and then you wait. Well, everything is fine. Everything is set up just like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I said, well, now I'll open up a chat. I'll go ahead and open up the chat. It's uh, it's three minutes till the show. I'll go ahead and open up the chat program. When I did, <clears throat> that just that caused everything to close. That caused the, yeah. oh, okay. the 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 chat never open. It caused the switchboard to close, and uh, I had to completely uh, back out of everything, start back over, and uh, then. They said I was already called in, yeah. so yeah, I, I then I had to call in as a guest. So now it's two minutes after the show is supposed to start. I called in as a guest, uh-huh. and uh, I'm sitting there talking. And I guess I talked for about 20 minutes, and uh, and I start looking, and I can't see anybody on the. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a way that I can look and see if folks are listening to the show, mm-hmm. and there was nobody. It said no one was listening. Uh, well, and that, then it that just, must have been when I was getting the the last week's show, you know. Yeah. That's about as long as it as it took me to figure out for sure that it wasn't that it was a repeat that I was hearing, and that's when I came about 24 minutes after. So I I tried getting back on, and then there you were. Now the first thing I saw when I tried the first time was it said still waiting for host to call in. Yeah. And and then I clicked on open it in a different uh, window or something. Well, I can't remember the language. And it seemed to be the show starting, so I thought, oh, okay. But uh, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't tonight's show at that time. Uh, <laughs> this is driving me insane. Now, I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but, uh, you know, at the beginning when we first started the program, uh, not tonight, when we first started uh, the uh-huh. Rothman Radio Show, it was, uh, everything was free for everybody. You know, Block Talk Radio, just oh, they offered okay. everything free. And there are thousands of uh, of Internet radio shows going on mm-hmm. and uh i you know i wondered i said how long can they do this because it's 
it's got to be a huge amount of bandwidth and stuff. And and then I guess about uh, four or five months ago, uh, or maybe less anyway, they've they have now set it up so that there are varying degrees. You can still do the show free, mm-hmm. but they cut down a lot of the stuff that you can do, mm-hmm. and they offer different now different pay sections of it. And I'm kind of wondering if this isn't uh, this isn't part of a uh, a way for them to uh, to make you so aggravated that you will cough up some money for uh, for one of the premium host packages. Mm, uh, hard hard to say, huh? Because, uh, I, I have had trouble hearing the show before. Uh, there were a couple weeks when it was it was the repeat of the week before. Uh, so one twice, I think I got the same the same show. You know, that was when I first started trying to hear it. Though that was that was uh, several months ago. Hmm. And uh, but lately, it's been working pretty good up until the the one that w- when you were off the air because of computer problems, and then tonight, uh, you know, in between there, it worked pretty good. Well, this is very aggravating for me because uh, uh, I I often listen to another show uh, and they don't seem to have they seem to have some difficulty they had some clicking or something on last week but uh, they don't seem to be having as much trouble as you are you know, and I don't know not, you know anything really about their be. arrangement with anybody either but they just seem, for some reason theirs seems to work a little better yeah I bet they coughed up the uh, fifteen dollars a month. I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. But hey, I'm glad I caught you because you know I I was enjoying what I was hearing anyway. You know the the amount that I heard, I was. Uh, yeah, and I was getting I, ready I was to. Uh, I was getting ready to close it down because uh, I would swear, and the software was telling me that nobody was listening. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was just afraid. I said, "Well, this just yeah. isn't working." Well, uh, oh. excuse my uh, uh, my rudeness. I meant to ask uh, when you first called who this was. Um, um, let's see. I'm, I use ACP two thirty on the on the uh, RWVA board. Okay. Where, what part of the country are you in? Uh, the Upper Midwest. Upper Midwest. Yeah, by Lake up up by Lake Superior. Well, let me ask you too. The first the the thing I usually ask people first when they when they uh, start talking about apple seeds, uh, because it's you know part of my job to figure out uh, how we can how the word is getting out to people. How did you mm-hmm. find out about the apple seed program? Uh, well, I I started going to the apple seed site and it was listed on there, you know, and I I had been reading about Fred's uh, I've been reading Fred's column for a while. I finally went to a apple seed in Wisconsin uh, last year in May. And that's how I, you know, after that I found the site, then I started, uh, well, I guess I'd found the site before that because I registered through the site, but I started going there more after that. And uh, that's been, that's how I ended up here, you know. Right, and where where are you on your, oh, on your apple seed path or trail? Uh, uh, I've, been to, you... I've been to the one for one day, and I went to a mini, you know, also in Wisconsin, and I'm, Attempting to get in shape. <laughs> and how is it? And and how are you? Seeing I can shoot right? offhand, but I can't can't seem to shoot very well out of out of the other positions. You know? In your other positions, are you working yeah. on your positions uh, uh, during the week? Actually, I haven't been. I I know I should be. I, I did a little, but uh, I need to, I need to get back. I need to do that some more. You know. Yeah, that and the dry firing. If you get in those positions, and you don't have to do it a long time. 
okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, wow, I don't want to get in that position. I don't want to lay on the floor. It hurts. Uh, you know, it's going to take a long time to do it. And the the real answer is, is no. You Get down into your position. Get in the seated position. Get in the prone position. Spend just uh, five minutes. Uh, heck, spend, uh, spend two minutes mm-hmm. and uh, dry fire uh, 15, 20 rounds in each of those positions and then say, okay, I'm done. And then uh, do it again the next night, you know. Yeah, and that's... little by little, it will build up to where, uh, you know, the first the first few times you're doing it, you're saying, oh, man, two minutes. There's no way I'm going to sit like that for two minutes. Uh-huh. And then after a week or so, you'll find that you're in that position. You'll say, oh, man, uh, ten minutes have already gone by, and I forgot even to check the clock. So getting in those positions, getting familiar with them is one of the first things you need to do because you have to be able to develop a stable shooting position, a stable shooting platform, before you can do anything else. You have to make sure that you have a stable shooting position. And then dry firing, you know, going through the, the motions of dry firing, executing the shot by the six steps is very important. And uh, and it's more important than you would think it was. You know, until you, until you get the report and the recoil from firing a live round, uh, when you're dry firing, you're getting the exact same benefits of it minus the report and recoil. And what that does is that just uh, you're getting all the benefits before. And since you're not getting the report and recoil, you're not developing a flinch because you know there's not going to be a live round that goes off. Hopefully, hopefully you don't have a live round in there. Oh, yeah. yeah but you know that. that there's not going to be a live round that goes off. So you're not going to be developing a flinch or a buck or a jerk. You're going to be sitting there doing it the right way, executing that shot by the six steps just as you're supposed to do. And what that does, you've heard this uh, probably on the football field or baseball or whatever else, is that you play like you practice, okay? When you get mm-hmm. down there and when you get to the apple seed event, you're going to play just like you've been practicing or whenever you shoot. It doesn't have to be an apple seed. Whenever you shoot, you're mm-hmm. going to shoot just like you've been practicing to shoot. And that means you've been practicing to shoot without a flinch or a buck or a jerk. You've been practicing to shoot by squeezing the trigger, by getting to your respiratory pause uh, before you take the shot. So it's, a, it's very important to do that. And, uh, and I know it's hard to find time to do it, but you actually have to put it on your schedule and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the time to do this. And it's not going to take a lot of time, okay? Get, have your, get your... Uh, you got to grab your rifle out of the safe or off the rack, wherever. Pop out of that position after you've ensured that the rifle is in a safe, uh, fun- in a safe mode, and do that five minutes, and that's it. That's all you got to do. Five minutes, and uh, and at the you know at the end of ten days, you've got in fifty minutes of dry firing. At the end of a month, uh, you've got in uh, one hundred and fifty minutes, and you're going to be amazed at what that does to your actual. Uh, skill and your techniques when you're on the line, you know, when you're actually out there at the range uh, mm-hmm. with live ammunition. It's going to be a, a, a world of difference. That's how I learned to shoot offhand, by dry firing. That's it. That's but, it. But that was the, that was the uh, well, I did some live practice too, but but I did a lot of dry firing over the winter, and when I, in the spring when I went back to shooting high-power rifle, my my offhand was, was a lot better, you know. <laughs> the rest of it, not so much, you know. Well, I'll just tell you that uh, that it's not uh, it's not some magical thing, you know. It, it is going to be something that uh, that you work on and that you build, like a log cabin or uh, you know a uh, 
55 Chevy. Uh, it doesn't just uh, appear. And if it did, how valuable would that be to you? How much would you appreciate it if it just showed up in the driveway? You go, oh, nice, 55 Chevy, great. Uh, rather than whenever that, on that day, you know, at the end of six months or a year, when you've finished all your, uh, your rebuilding of it and you wheel it out and you go, look at this, this is what I did. The mm-hmm. same thing with your shooting skills and, the, uh, and shooting to rifleman standards. When you shoot that uh, two-tenner above on the rifleman, uh, on the AQT, then you can look at everybody around you and go, guess what? This is what I did. This is what I taught myself to do. This is how I worked and improved my skills and my techniques until I achieved rifleman standards. I set a goal, I worked at it, and then I accomplished it. And then we're going to hand you that patch, and it's going to mean something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be good. <laughs> well, listen, thanks for calling in. Uh, I'm glad. Because yeah, I mean, you were. I meant to catch you. You you grabbed me right. I had like 15 seconds before I, before I was going to shut it down, and I'm glad I didn't because that would have broken my heart. Because uh, uh, I enjoy. Uh, there's a lot of work to show, but I enjoy it. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy uh, giving everyone a chance uh, to let uh, to let the others know where they're at, what they're doing, uh, how they feel about uh, the country. Uh, that's amazingly important to me, and. Uh, and I thank you for calling in. And uh, I think what I'm going to do, I'm just going to put you on. If you want to listen uh, by phone, I'll leave it up to you. I'm just going to mute the, the microphone, and then you can. I, I got you on the computer, so I'll just go back on there. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thanks for what you guys are doing. All right. Nice to talk. Okay. Area code 508. You're on the air. Hey, Scout. Hey, who's this? This is Ross, the Dwarven One, up in Massachusetts. Well, hey, how are you doing, Dwarven One? Oh, I think I'm finally dried off from this weekend. You guys get a lot of rain? We had a tropical storm. Yeah, well... <laughs> we, w- we got rained on all day Saturday from Tropical Storm Danny, and I had 16 shooters on the line, and they they kept shooting. Well, did you read my post? My answer, well, I was one of the many people that answered your question. Uh, um, I probably did. I did read the posts. Um, I don't remember who exactly posted what, though. Uh, Suffering from CRS. You, of, you know, when, uh, you know, when you see something like the, the storm coming and you know it's coming, you know it's going to make landfall, you know it's going to happen, you know, when do you decide to call it? What, you know, and what are the procedures and stuff? And uh, there were you know, well, a lot of people that already answered. <clears throat> but uh, my answer, of course, is that no matter what the, no matter what the uh, forecast is, no matter what the actual weather is on the day of the event, is that I always make sure, even if it's a hurricane, uh, I just um, I go out to the, to, the, uh, to the site and I get a piece of rope and tie myself to something. Uh, okay, that was your... That was your post then. Yeah, yeah that's, that's basically what I did. I told folks, look, I will be out there if you want to come and shoot. I'm not twisting anybody's arm, but I that's will it. be there. And I was there. I had six dedicated instructors, five of them IITs, that came out and helped out. And 16 out of 22 shooters that were signed up for Saturday showed up. Um and uh, that's a pretty. Uh, they, they they kept chugging along even in the rain. I mean, literally, we had one line where there was about a four foot wide 
I can't call it a puddle. It was more like a four-foot-wide stream of water flowing through the line. One lady, Alex, uh, her her screen name is uh, Love to Be Free, shot rifleman, and she as she met, as she said she was lying down with her belly in it with her belly in several inches of water, and you know rifleman persists and these guys persisted. The, the second day we baked them, you know we marinated them on Saturday. <laughs> the second day we baked them because the weather started it started out at 61 degrees in the morning. It was probably somewhere around more like 85 by mid-afternoon. And uh, <laughs> we made five more riflemen. Well, we, that's, and that's why. that's why. That's why my advice was that to you, and I'm glad that, uh, that that's your philosophy, too, because a lot of the folks, uh, a lot of our folks uh, aren't necessarily plugged into the Internet. Most are. But I'm going to tell you that's been my experience, and I've done quite a few seats now, is that uh, you could put out 500 posts. You could put one post out every minute uh, for a month saying that the uh, event's not going to happen, and uh, and somebody's still going to show up because they're not on the Internet. They read it out of Fred's. They uh, get a flyer, and uh, and they show up, and they're sitting there waiting, waiting, you know, wondering what's going to happen. And I just make sure that uh, I make sure that I'm there for those people because uh, I feel that uh, you know our policy always is is that uh, we're going to have an event, rain, uh, sun, hurricane, tornado, snow, whatever the uh, the weather conditions are, and uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for them to uh, uh, to provide instruction for them if they want to shoot. And uh, I'm sure that uh, you experience what you know what. Uh, what you normally experience in a rainy situation is that, uh, you know, you're only dry for a few minutes, and, and then you're wet. And then once you're wet, you're wet, you know. that's uh, You can only get so wet, so you, you might as well shoot. And, uh, and it's always a great opportunity to find out what your gear is going to do. Uh, I tell the folks that uh, when it's raining and pouring down, I go, look, I said, when else would you do this? You know, nobody in their right mind goes to the range and shoots in the rain, so how are you going to know? what your gear does in the rain. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you find out uh, <laughs> what your gear does whenever uh, whenever it's pouring down rain. What your gear does, uh, I believe you guys had a shoot a little while back where you had to stomp the snow down a, a path out to the targets, right? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just sitting here uh, writing up the, uh, a, the after-action report. And, uh, yeah, my... my my comment, my comment on that subject uh, is that uh, New Englanders, I believe, I they're either lunatic, they're either yeah. lunatics or they're dedicated Americans because we've <laughs> had, a, we have now had a shoot this year where they were, they were, they were stomping down a foot and a half of snow so right, that so they, they could, could shoot the it. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally. Because yeah, um, it was, because it was like the snow, you're going to have to have. Uh, you're going to have to have a little trench you can shoot through to, to actually hit the target. I remember talking to you during the winter. Yeah, yeah. You there was, what, what you guys were doing. You said, here's what we're doing right now. Yeah, it was, about a, it was about a foot and a half of snow. The top four inches of it were crusty, and they had to break, they had to break through so you know, they could get a stable shooting uh, position. Well, this weekend, uh, these guys, literally it was raining all day Saturday. Sometimes it didn't rain as hard as others. Honestly, we, you know, we, 
we, we, we, we found out any problems that we had with our rifles, with our gear. My nephew, who was there, discovered why you don't buy a $5 scope. That thing lasted less, water? lasted less than an hour. Probably more like about 30 minutes. Fortunately, my... Fortunately, the Weaver on my L, my loaner LTR uh, was a little more robust than that. Um, you know, people discovered their boots, their waterproof boots weren't, <laughs> their waterproof coats weren't, <laughs> my waterproof hat wasn't, and they kept shooting. We That's we it. actually had folks going through right till five o'clock. Some folks left a little early because, you know, they just couldn't handle the cold. And, hey, that's fine. They were back there the next day. So I, I can't – I have no complaints on that subject. Um, you we know, these, the same, these guys understood why it was important. You we know, had we, the same type of, of, uh, of bounce-back weather here during a hurricane. You know, we had a shoot during a hurricane here. And, uh, I mean, it was uh, it was a ripping hurricane winds and uh, – and horizontal rain, etc., uh, ripping the targets off, uh, you name it, on the one day. And then the next day, just like you're talking about, I swear, if you would have, uh, if you would have filled your pocket up with crayfish, then uh, by lunchtime they'd be ready to eat because uh, it was boiling uh, the next day. And everybody was hot, the, uh, you know, 100% humidity, and uh, it was rough. And people stayed, and they shot until we had to shoo them away at uh, 6 o'clock on Sunday. And, uh, and that's the type of folks that it takes, that it's going to take uh, to ensure that our freedoms and liberties are safeguarded. Those are just the kind of folks that we want. And, uh, and praise the Lord that, that those are the folks that show up at Appleseeds. I can't add anything to that. I mean... Uh, I have to every time I every time I'm involved with a shoot every time that uh, I see the caliber of people that we get uh, I'm uh, honestly I'm it, that is what keeps me going because uh, it lets me know that we're not nearly uh, in as bad a position as I thought we were and uh, uh, I mean uh, I you know I was thinking that uh, every single American was worthless and. Uh, and thank goodness I'm finding out it's just every single American except apple cedars. Uh, so, so we're in a better position. All we have to do now is convert those Americans who are not apple cedars into apple cedars and, uh, and give them a wake-up call and, and let them know that, uh, that this is what they can do to get them started on a path to be able to actually do something about this nation. Well, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of people who are up here this weekend shooting who are going to help you know out of the what did i say we had 22 shooters uh, total this weekend let's see 20 yeah 23 uh i think we had 23 shooters out there this weekend we made six riflemen and do you know every one of them took an orange hat I had so many instructors in training sign up, I ran out of orange hats. You know, that's a problem we should all be having. That's a problem that we should be having uh, at every single event, is that uh, we should be running out of orange hats. Uh, people, uh, the, the instructors 
should be aiming toward that goal at every event. They should be making sure that uh, that they have explained the program, the benefits of the program, that they have that they're through their instruction and uh, through their through their personalities, uh, they have uh, they have managed to persuade the people that are there uh, of the importance of the program, and they should be running out of orange hats at every event. That's a great job that well, uh, that you did there. Well, Scout, uh, you know, my first apple seed. The instructors were uh, Fred and the guy. They came up to Hart. They came up to Hartford, uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and they tapped uh, Crack and uh, Nickel to help out because they were okay. a little shy. I mean, okay, watch I'm not how sure. You say, watch how you say that now. <laughs> they were shy of instructors. Yeah. Well, you, you were saying that Fred and the guy tapped some Crack. No, uh, they, no, they <laughs> they tapped Nickel and in username Crack. Okay. Yeah. C R A K. No, C R A K. Yeah, Chris. Not not the illicit drug. Not even close. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Chris was going to be was supposed to be instructing that day or not. I know Nickel was supposed to uh, be. Uh, I thought, I know Nickel was supposed to be uh, uh, shooting that weekend, and they tapped him as as an instructor instead. But I I don't I don't think I'll ever forget some of the things that. Uh, that uh, Fred and the guy were saying. I mean, one thing that they one thing they said, which stuck with me, and I I tell everybody at the shoots that I'm running, they pointed out flat out, we are not t- we are not here to teach shooters. We're not here. To, we're not here to. Tra- I'm sorry. We're not here to train shooters. We're here to train the trainers. Because once it, once it, once you guys at the, once the guys at the shoot are riflemen qualified, once they've learned the history, we need them to turn around, and become instructors, and pass it along, so that we can keep growing. I keep making the joke, and it's not really a joke actually. I make the comment that it's kind of a rifleman Ponzi scheme, except we pay off in woken up Americans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We well, just no, keep growing. That, we use we, we take the guys that we train, we take the guys and girls that we train one weekend. And hey, if they learn the lessons and they become riflemen, we use them to, we'll use them to train other people the next weekend. That's what we're going to be doing. Some of our IITs that we made this past weekend are going to be up on the line at Pelham, New Hampshire this coming weekend. As they should be. And that that is the whole uh, point behind the Appleseed program. When we say Learn to shoot today. Learn to teach tomorrow. That's that's not just uh, something that uh, that we throw around. That's that is our creed. That's what we're. That's the whole point of the Apple C program. Is not for us to continue. Not for the instructors to continue out uh, going out of, across the nation and and teaching everybody. The point is to teach the once we teach someone to have them pass it on either in the Appleseed program or to their grandkids or their own kids or to the people at the range, uh, wherever, that the whole point is for the people that we teach uh, to begin instructing uh, immediately. Uh, they should be passing it on immediately to their neighbors, to their friends, uh, to everyone. Uh, the, uh, 
the skills and techniques. Now we, you know, we give you a. We have a two-day rifle marksmanship clinic that, that makes an apple seed, uh, and we cram a work, week's worth of stuff into those two days. We come at you hard and fast uh, because there's a lot to be. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of skills. A lot of techniques that you need to become a rifleman. And now we're not expecting. We don't expect folks. Uh, to be to to swallow it all, digest it, and become a rifleman then and there. Now a lot of folks do because <laughs> of their do. history. You know, a lot of folks will, but we don't expect that to happen. What we're doing is we're planting the seed. We're planting the seed within you for you to become uh, a rifle, uh, a rifleman, and an instructor uh, to, to to be able to start passing it on uh, immediately. That's the whole point of it. And, you know, you say the, the, the Ponzi scheme, and that's, uh, I mean, that is what we're doing. Uh, and I've always, my joke has always been, is that every instructor should be working as hard and fast as they can to get back on the couch, right? <laughs> the only way you can get back on the couch is to train a bunch of people to take your place. That's the only way you're going to make it. So if you want to get back on that couch bad enough, you will get some people to take over your positions for you. You know, what you were saying about the uh, training uh, several months ago, and this isn't, this isn't, it's it's actually, it is Appleseed related. Several months ago, a friend of mine uh, went out to the range with me, uh, retired Army Sergeant Major, uh, Never heard a shot fired in anger unless you count Scud missiles going overhead. And he brought his uh, 19-year-old son with him. And this was Alex's first time shooting anything. So I'm teaching him how to shoot a handgun. And I find myself giving him, you know, telling him to use the six steps. You know, sight alignment, sight picture, respiratory pause, focus your eye on the front seat, put your mind on the target, squeeze the trigger, follow through. You know, hold back and call, hold the trigger back and call the shot. And I'm watching him, and and now we're doing this. Now we're just doing this at fairly close range. Like I said, he's fair, he's he's brand new, so we're doing it at seven yards. You know, want to see him get some immediate feedback. You know, this is how you get the how you bring folks in. And I was I watched him make one shot, and it was, yep, did everything right. Shot landed in the black. I watched him. I watched him, you know, take the next shot, and sure enough, that finger jumped right off the trigger. No follow through, and he's way off in the white, about five or six inches from the bullseye. And I just stopped and I went, Alex, did you follow through on that? Did you hold the trigger back? Uh, no. Okay, do it again. I gave him the six steps. He did it again, and he put it right in the middle of the bullseye this time. So, what we're what we're teaching works. I mean, you can see this. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You, you'll see it. Uh, you'll see the improvement uh, of every single person at the event, at every event. They just may not make, uh, they may not make riflemen. Uh, they may not shoot to rifleman standards that weekend. But they are going to improve. Uh, every single person is guaranteed to make some improvement. Uh, I'm going to bring another person on the line with us. Uh, area code 770. You're on the air. Hey, Scout. Okay, who's this? 
Hey, this is Alex, 4922, checking in from Georgia. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I had a great time listening to you over the over the weeks, and uh, I'm proud to say I'm signed up for your Rifleman Boot Camp in November. Can't wait okay. to come to your place. Yeah. You're, you're coming from Georgia? From Georgia, yeah. Okay, and you're coming to the uh, Davila Boot Camp in November. Right, right. All right. Yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to meet you. I'm, you know, I think a lot of people are probably, you know, really inspired by by your stories and and uh, the history. It's, it's you know, it's just really amazing. Well, I appreciate that. How did you hear about the program? What uh, what got you to uh, to this point? Well, I've been in shooting all my life, but. Um, you know, reading Shotgun News, I've run across Fred's column over over the years, and and I always thought he's just a crazy old fart. And, but uh, it's always interesting. And um, son of Martha is a friend of mine. He um, he got into the program and started talking to me about it. And um, I was like, you know, you're shooting at 25 yards. What are you shooting at 25 yards for? Nobody wants to shoot at 25 yards. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Shooting squirrels, rabbits? What's it? Twenty-five yards? What's that, man? <laughs> really? So, eventually, he got me to a boot camp, and, and I realized, hey, I, I thought I could shoot, and you know, I've got a lot to learn. And so, eventually, uh, it, it's just really, it, it finally came together. I did a, a rifleman boot camp at Ramsour, um, eight oh eight, and uh, and with a man and and. Uh, few of the other people um, and had a Dragonwood and, and had a great time and learned a lot. So um, we're just trying to get George going, and, and it's, it's, it's an amazing journey. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Uh, I, I would like to say that, uh, that Santa Marta is a good friend of mine. Uh, I never talked to him. You know, I... I, I I've only seen him a few times, but what what I will say is I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, and uh, and as a person, uh, I I enjoy his company, and as an instructor, uh, if you want to learn something, uh, if Santa Martha is willing to teach it to you, then that is a good place to learn it because uh, he knows his craft. He's very passionate about it, and, uh, and he's just a, a great man, a great instructor. Uh, and uh, well, he's, he speaks the same of you. You know, it was funny when I told him uh, I had signed up for the boot camp out there, and he said, uh, "Well, you'll you'll get to know um, Scout as the person who, while people are talking about, you know, doing a project, all of a sudden he's dragging stuff off the truck and doing it." <laughs> <laughs> Well, we uh, we had a great time. I did a, I did a boot camp there a couple of years ago uh, in August, and uh, Santa Martha uh, was running the camp. And let's see, JB was there, some six two barbecue, and uh, and just a whole group of uh, of the other uh, folks in the program now who I really consider to be friends, who I have a great amount of respect for. A VA shooter came to that boot camp. Uh, Doug there in Virginia. He's uh, an amazing man. Uh, he's uh, you know a competitive shooter, 
uh, in the military for 40 years, and uh, and and I mention that a lot of times in my instructions that you can have a man who's been shooting. I'm, I'm talking about he was a competitive uh, shooter for years and an excellent shot. You know, a well-known name in the shooting world. And when he came to the Rifleman's Boot Camp, he learned a lot of stuff. Uh, so the RBCs, the uh, athlete events. They're not just for uh, people who don't know anything about shooting. Well, you can you can come to a uh, an event after you've shot for 40 years competitively, and you can still learn stuff. That says a lot about a program that can also, on the same day, can take a uh, a 10 year old kid who's never touched a rifle before, and by the end of the uh, first day, have that kid on the paper, have him. Now I'm not going to say that he's going to be shooting to rifleman standards. But he's going to be on the paper, and he's going to be asking Dad, "Can I come back tomorrow? Can I come back tomorrow?" Uh, so that is a that the program has a lot to offer everyone uh, as far as rifle marksmanship skills. But if it was just that, if that's all it had to offer, uh, I would have been long gone because uh, uh, you know I'm the type of person who uh, once I've learned something, uh, then. Uh, uh, I'm ready to move on to something else. Now, that's not to say I've learned everything about shooting. I'm just saying, uh, you know, once I've done something, then I want to move on. I want to do something else. I want to do something different, something new. And that's not the case with Appleseed because it is a lot more than just teaching rifle marksmanship. It's a lot more than just learning how to shoot. It's learning how to be a better person. And I don't care how good a person you are, every single one of us, can do with a heavy dose of how to become a better person, uh, how to become a how to become a uh, a better instructor. There's not a single event that I don't that I go to that I don't learn something very important about uh, being instructor, about how to get uh, a point across less abrasively, or how to get uh, a person to hold their elbow in the correct position uh, a lot easier than what I was doing. I mean, there's always something you learn as a attendee or as an instructor. Uh, whenever you come to this boot camp in November, you're going to learn a lot more about instructing than you already know now. Uh, I don't know how many events or anything you've done so far, but I can guarantee you that, uh, that every time you sit down with a group of people and you try and teach them something, you're not going to be able to teach the people something until you know it. Otherwise, uh, otherwise it's going to show real easy. I mean, right. you, you know, it, people are going to be able to tell. If you don't know what you're talking about, people can catch that real quick. So in order to teach something, you really have to know it. And right. and this is going to push you a lot farther along, you know, on your journey. And uh, I really look forward to meeting you. Yeah, it's, it, it's taken me, uh, I guess I've been to three or four apple seeds as a shooter and uh I finally made the made the jump and um got the orange hat and and uh, committed um to learning how to teach and I have trouble talking in front of many people I get very self-conscious but you know it's getting better and better and um it's like you say when you know when you know what you're talking about it's it's much easier and um so it's it's going to be a journey, and and I look forward to it a lot. Well, we'll help you get past the uh, 
the self-consciousness in talking with people because in reality, it's no different than uh, I know that uh, I'm sure that you can sit down around the campfire and tell the folks a story about uh, uh, when you and your dad went hunting and what happened, and you can make it uh, believable and humorous. And uh, and when people get through listening to your story, uh, they smile and they and they were glad that they were sitting around the campfire with you. And that is no different than what we do uh, when we're talking about the events of April 19, 1775. And what we try and do, especially at the Rothman Boot Camp, is get you to understand that. Get you to understand that, first of all, it helps is knowing the material, okay? Because if you know the material, then, you, then that's, one, that's one big sea anchor that you can cut loose. Because uh, if you know the material, then you're good to go. And then the next part of that is making, you don't have to tell uh, every single detail of any of the stories. That's not the point of, uh, of telling the history. Okay, the point of telling the history is to whet the appetite of the attendees, to get them to understand that the reason they have the things they have today, the reason that they're not talking in a, a British accent, is because of the men and women on April 19, 1775. And what you do as an instructor is you pick out the parts of that story that mean the most to you, that you can relate to, that you can... Uh, that you can really connect to, and then you design your story around that. Uh, I mean, I've never tried to tell the guys that they have to tell the story in any certain way other than make sure that uh, if you're telling the, the first strike, make sure you include uh, Lexington Green, you know, uh, some of the relevant points like that, uh, Paul Revere, stuff like that. Make sure that you hit those points. Other than that, you can tell, you can tell the story however you want. All you have to do is believe, because here's another case. The, I'll tell you right now, the folks that are listening to the story, your audience, uh, they want you to succeed, okay? There's none of the folks out there in that audience that are saying, I hope he goofs up because I'm going to throw a rock at him, you know, because I, I love to watch people fail. None of the people are like that. Every single person that's listening to you tell the story wants you to succeed, they want you to tell a good story. They want it to be good, and they want to believe. And they are so willing that if you just give them half the chance, if you just, if you just give them half the chance, they're going to believe in what you're telling in the story that you're telling, and they are going to clap. They are going to be happy. So you need to keep that in your mind, uh, all the instructors, when you're telling stories, that the folks that are listening – they want you to succeed, and they don't care about. Uh, they don't care if you say uh, that they got to Lexington at noon uh, instead of at five o'clock in the morning. Because you know what? They didn't even know where. They didn't even know that they were going to Lexington. The people that are listening to your story, they didn't know anything about it. Maybe a few of them did, but the majority of people don't know anything about this. And you don't have to have all the dates exactly perfect. You don't have to have the times perfect or what so-and-so said or what his name was. <clears throat> all you got to do is make sure that at the end of the story that the people who are listening can look back at that and say, man, he believed in what he was telling us, and now we believe. That's the main, that's the main thing about telling the story is making sure that you believe it. Making sure that, uh, and I don't mean making sure that you believe 
the dates and names and locations. I mean, make sure that you believe uh, in the importance of the story. Make sure that you want that you get across to them that listen. Uh, no matter what else you leave with, I want to make sure you understand that this story is important to me. It's very important to me. It's important to me, my kids, my grandkids, my father, my grandfather, this nation. This story is important to me, and that's what I want you to understand. It's important to me, and it should be important to you, because everything you have, everything that this nation is right now, is owed to these men, these men who stood together on April 19, 1775, the day the nation was born. It, it is because of them that we're here, and we want to honor them, and and we owe them a debt we can never repay. But we can make a we can make a go of it by honoring them, by remembering them, by letting other people know what they did, so that so that they don't die. And their story doesn't die, that it continues on, and that it's given uh, the importance that it deserves because of what it did for this nation. Right. You know, it's really it's really great, uh, and I know we're not supposed to get real political, and I, I won't, but um, to see some of, the, some of the people talking at the tea parties and you hear words like our founders and the men that fought and, and the Constitution and, and those kind of words and – and maybe the nation is waking up, you know, and maybe we will see it in our lifetime. I think that we will. Matter of fact, I bet everything that I am on it. Uh, that's why I'm with the program. If I thought for a minute that we were going to fail, that uh, that all that I'm doing is for naught, then I would, uh, as James Adams said, uh, I would wish. I had never done it in the first place, uh, and I'm not going to do that because I believe that we're making we are making a difference. I know that we are, and that is what stops me. Uh, that, that's what keeps me going uh, because I refuse to believe that it's going to end up uh, in a shooting war. Okay, because the reason I refuse to believe that is because of all the men on April 19, 1775, who got together to make sure that we had a nation that never had to go through that again, to make sure that our rights and our liberties were protected by creating, by crafting an absolutely brilliant document that protected us. Now, all we have to do is protect the ideas uh, the words in that document. That's all we have to do. We don't have to uh, to go through Valley Forge. We don't have to uh, to try and survive on uh, on a tablespoon of flour and dirty, filthy water. Uh, we don't have to die by the the thousands of uh, cholera and the plague. We don't have to uh, have uh, feet amputated uh, because of uh, frostbite of marching. Uh, in the snow and the ice, uh, marching for miles, and being able to be tracked because of the blood that's left on the ice, uh, like the men uh, on uh, who made the attacks on Trenton. We don't have to do that. All we have to do is protect the freedoms and liberties 
guaranteed in that document. That's all we have to do, and we can do that. I'm going to bring another guy on the line with us, if I can get him to stop uh, hammering and sawing and, uh, and who knows what else, uh, wringing the necks of uh, ducks, etc. Uh, he's always doing something whenever he's listening to the show. So I'm giving him the, the, the benefit of a little bit of a run-in now so that, uh, so that whenever he comes on the air, he can put down some of his tools. Hey, Sam, Thanks, welcome to the show. Hell, I quit working on that little girl's LTR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I opened your mic a few seconds ago, and I heard this zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
if it's a if it's a kid getting them in prone, getting a sandbag, then that should be what we do. That should be what we work towards is uh, making sure that they're getting that they're getting the the skills down and getting the techniques down uh, before we try and push them any further. Very true. Uh, both of these young ladies shoot very well. Willow can shoot in the 140s when she's uh, when she's on it, and uh, Claire actually shot a 180 uh, on Sunday, and uh, we're going to build one for her too, and uh, she she'll be up off those bags very quickly. Okay, now Willow is somebody's Willow is somebody's kid that I know, isn't she? Because uh, the name sounds really familiar. Willow is the daughter of one of our IITs, Walker. I don't think you've met either one of them. Okay, maybe and, I've just uh, read it. Maybe I've just read the name in an AAR or something, but uh, it sounds very familiar. But then again, uh, you know, uh, you got thousands, I've got thousands of names I'm trying to keep up with, and sometimes it, uh, you know, sometimes maybe I maybe I just heard it on TV. <laughs> Could be. Claire's father is uh, deployed over in uh, in theater right now for a year, and uh, she's staying with Willow and her dad. And uh, he brought him out to that Albuquerque apple seed. And you never saw two happier happier young folks uh, just out there doing it. And they they work it, and uh, it's well, a pleasure great. to shoot with them. We had a great apple seed over over the weekend here in Alamo. We had nine young people on the line. Did they get some pictures they can send to a pop? Uh, Devnell took a few pictures. He's put them on the uh, on the board in the AAR. I'll get him to to send them off to pop. He may have a few more that uh, that can be played with. In typical fashion, I forgot to bring a camera or detail anybody to use it. But it was a great shoot. Half the line was young folks, and and uh, we had enough IITs we could give them some good attention, and they learned and they enjoyed. Wow. Nine kids on the line. That's great. When's the next one? When's the next one? I want to come again, and uh, and I'm going to have one for them again. <laughs> yeah. That no is doubt great. about it. You know, and and I see that over and over, and, uh, you know, and I that – and I always say that that is another reason that I keep coming back, that I stay with the program, is because of that. You know, you see, uh, you always see the most dramatic transformations, you know, in the kids. And uh, that could be just from, you know, I, I've, there have been plenty of times when I've seen uh, kids show up in the apple seed, and, you know, you get the 12 or 13-year-olds, and a lot of times they're, uh, they're too cool to uh, be involved in something as hokey as... Uh, rifle marksmanship or something like that and they sit back off the line reading a book and uh, and I always make sure that uh that I don't uh that I don't just leave it be you know I walk up and I say hi and and ask them if they'd like to give it a try and they say uh, uh they're not really interested and then uh, I'll ask them again a few minutes later I said hey you about ready now you know is this something you don't want to miss and uh and then usually uh, after a couple of hours of this, usually just to shut me up maybe, uh, <laughs> they end up on the line. And 
uh, the family's only supposed to be going for one day because of this particular child. And uh, and then, lo and behold, by the end of the day, uh, the kid is saying, can we stay? Can we stay? Can we come back tomorrow? And, uh, <laughs> you know, to me, that is an amazing thing. Uh, not because of anything that I did. I'm just talking about being able to see the transformation into getting uh, bringing a kid back from out uh, in the the wilderness, you know, the wilderness of apathy and and laziness, uh, that is such a, a horrible disease uh, ripping our country apart. To get the kid back from uh, you know from back there, hide behind the glasses and and being apathetic to the point where they're saying, hey. Listen, I, I I learned something today. I participated in this event. Uh, I got treated as a, as a young adult. Uh, my opinions, my comments were valued. Uh, I was able to listen to the instruction. I was able to learn, and I you know in my mind, in their minds, they set a goal and they achieve it. And now the world is a different place for them. And to me, that is that, that's one of the the best parts of Appleseed. Because uh, you and me, uh, as a matter of fact, I looked up your age the other day because uh, uh, I told you my mother-in-law has a book on uh, the, on uh, on your family and our family, uh, and uh, we're trying to figure out how you connected into you know into the thing, and we found that we found you. Uh, and uh, the point of this story is that is that you and I are both uh, you know we're old farts, and uh, yep. <laughs> and, not that hopefully not that we're not long for the world, but we got to have some folks coming along after us to ensure that the country is taken care of, to ensure that uh, that the freedoms and liberties that make this country such an absolutely amazing nation, those ideas, those uh, that they are continued, that they are safeguarded, that they're carried on by our posterity. And every time you see one of these kids go through this and, and they make the connection and they understand, and once they understand the shooting part of it, then their ears open up and their mind opens up and they start listening then. They say, now I'm going to listen. Now I'm going to turn all the senses on. And now I'm going to listen to uh, to what uh, Captain Parker said. Now I'm going to listen to what Colonel Barrett's orders were at uh, North Bridge about what Isaac Davis uh, said to his men. Now I'm going to listen, and now I'm going to remember that, and now it's going to mean something to me. And that uh, that also ties in with our mission of, of honoring, of remembering uh, those who came before us. And, and when they make that connection, uh, their whole world changes. And because their world changes, our world is going to stay uh, protected. I don't know about you, but 30 years from now, I'm not going to be sitting there with my grandson or great-grandson telling them how this used to be a free country. Right. I want them to grow up free, and I want them to have a place that stays that way. I want them to enjoy liberty. And that's why I do this. And uh, there, there is no no better reason yeah, to right. than than for your for your posterity, just for your like children and talking, your grandchildren. Right, just like Dwarven was talking about earlier, uh, 
I, I don't want to be shoot bossing in in, uh, in thirty years. Heck, I don't want to be shoot bossing one in ten years. Uh, that should be taken over uh, by all the rest of the guys in my in my Ponzi scheme. Uh, I should <laughs> I should just be raking in uh, my instructor points, you know, uh, uh, getting them from the from the other members of the Ponzi scheme. Uh, uh, we should be. <laughs> we should be building this up brick by brick so that uh so that the walls remain strong, you know that the ideas remain uh protected and valid ideas that they that they don't get eroded that the uh the living and breathing constitution uh does not transform itself into something else and uh, and that's what my job is that's what my job as an apple seed instructor is is to is to pass on. Uh, you know, and I and you know this as well as I do, is that uh, is that while we have one of the best rifle marksmanship programs in the nation, Appleseed isn't about uh, isn't about shooting. Uh, you know, nope. we're just uh, that is a that is what we use to lure the people in, uh, so that we can pass on uh, the. Uh, the history of the nation that we can get them to become involved in safeguarding their freedoms and liberties. Now, uh, let me reiterate though what I said earlier, which is even though it's not about shooting, <clears throat> we do have the absolute best uh, shooting program uh, in the nation. I'm telling you, I hear all the time, and I'm not going to talk down about any other uh, shooting programs because that's not what we do at Appleseed. We don't talk bad about somebody's rifle about uh, Somebody else's uh, shooting program. That's not what we do because every single program out there is important. But when I hear people talking about practical rifle shooting and stuff like that, I, I have to think to my, I ask myself the question of how much more practical can you get than apple seed? We teach you to shoot out to 500 meters at four minutes of arc with whatever rifle you happen to have in your hand. We teach you to be able to pick up Whatever rifle you happen to pick up, uh, chamber around and fire that round uh, by the six steps and hit your target, no matter what rifle it is. So as far as practical, I think that's about as practical as you can get. It is. Uh, we teach that basic skill, uh, the basic knowledge of it. And uh, people take an interest in it, and they go on, and, and maybe they indulge in other shooting disciplines, and that's great. I encourage them to. I uh, had a fellow from a local CMP come, club come up at our shoot last weekend and give a pitch for his program. I want our people to go out and shoot with other folks and, and take up other disciplines, and, uh, and I think that's great. You know, we want to build that interest in it. And, uh, and and I'll do that. We don't put down other programs. We we push all programs that have anything to do with liberty. We teach liberty and the rifle. That's right. And nothing nothing you learn here is going to make your performance anywhere else worse. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring another uh, caller on the line with us. Uh, Eric, so three six one. You're on the air. Hi, Scout. It's Pop. Well, hey, Pop, I thought you said you were going to miss tonight. I, I, I told you I might 
be able to get back in time to catch the tail end. Okay. And I did. Okay, well, thanks. Oh. Uh, welcome welcome to the show. Well, How are things going? Well, doing good. It's good to hear Sam and, and all you guys. I, I uh, have scheduled uh, a shoot this weekend in Alice, Texas, a, a mini. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, so uh, Josiah, our uh, our new uh, rifleman down here, who is uh, he wants to join the instructor corps, and uh, we're going to go out and see who uh, who we can uh, teach a little bit of apple seed to, and get them interested. And then uh, during the course of the morning, we're going to talk about uh, Davila. See if we can get a few folks up there. Okay. So, uh, Make sure you push the uh, push the. Uh, the boot camp too, because uh, well, that's that's uh, that's what I, that's what I meant. Uh, right. Pushing that boot camp. Yeah. Well, we heard uh, the uh, our buddy from Georgia. He's going to make the trek, and uh, no kidding. And Again? we uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to uh, we'll add a, a another. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think that I'm not sure that we've had an, a a Georgian uh, attend. Uh, I was making a list of all the places that we have had. We've had everything, everywhere from uh, Russia to uh, Argentina so far. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, and then uh, most of the uh, United States. But uh, I think that Georgia, I think we're missing one from missing Georgia, uh, Mississippi, maybe a few of the other states too. So we're slowly filling in the gaps. <clears throat> but the Rifleman's Boot Camp, of course, uh, for those of you who haven't been to one or who haven't heard about it, is the absolute value, uh, the best value that you can get for your dollar. $200 for eight days of rifle marksmanship instruction. Uh, we're going to have the first uh, few days, we're going to teach you how to uh, build a stable shooting position, how to acquire your natural point of aim, shift it onto the target, and then how to execute the shot by the six steps. And once you've mastered that, then we're going to begin giving you the skills and techniques that you need to become an instructor with the program. And finally, on Friday, we're going to run through a mock apple seed, and then on Saturday and Sunday, those men and women who attend the Rockland Boot Camp will become the instructors who instruct at the apple seed on Saturday and Sunday. And they will, uh, they will instruct at their first event there. Now, $200 for eight days of rifle marksmanship instruction is an unbelievable value. But the value in money is going to be superseded by the value that you get, by the bonds that you make, the friends that you make, the lifelong friends at these events. Uh, the uh, Rifleman's Boot Camp is guaranteed to, uh, to change your life. Tell you what, I'll say this. If the Apple's if the Rifleman Boot Camp doesn't change your life, you let me know and I'll see about getting your, your money back. All right. That's not now that's not for every Apple Seed uh, boot camp. That's just uh, for this one. For uh for the one here in Davila in November. If it doesn't if you come and it doesn't change your life, I'll see about getting you your money back. <laughs> yeah, you'll see about that. Uh nobody's yeah, well, you notice, that. yeah, you you notice my It'll terminology, right? Yeah, I noticed that. Good weasel words. What offer are you running for this time? I feel so confident that, uh, you know, I feel like I'm never going to have to worry about that. I've never seen it happen. I've And I've done, I don't know how many now, 
I've done a lot of boot camps, and uh, I've yet to see one where the people at the end of the boot camp were different people than the people at the beginning of the boot camp. Yeah. I mean, it will change your life. Very much so. <laughs> well, anything else? You got about two minutes. Uh, actually, got about sixty uh, seconds pop before the. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you have the end. I just wanted to to call in and say hi, and uh, I miss catching you on Tuesday night. But I'm always busy at meetings and stuff, practicing my seventh step. So uh, there's there's more to it, like you say, than just uh, learning how to shoot. So so I'll. Uh, end up here and let you have it back and uh, good good talking with you. All right. Sam. All right. Good Bye. hearing from you, Pop. <laughs> All okay. right. Listen, guys, uh, I want to thank everyone uh, for calling in. Uh, regardless of the uh, of the messed up beginning of the show, uh, I think it turned out uh, really well. I give it a great chance for her uh, to meet and speak to some oh, new folks. Uh, yeah, I'm listening. Oh, no, I did, I, I, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great chance to meet uh, some new folks, talk to folks, and uh, and we look forward to seeing everybody back again uh, this next Tuesday. Uh, and, Pop, I'll talk to you by phone. Sam, I'll okay. talk to you, too, by phone. Thank you for everyone calling out, who called in, everyone who listened to the show. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to end up uh, probably the next couple of weeks uh, beginning to take on some uh, co-hosts, some, uh, some major uh, guests on the show. And uh, I'll uh, let you guys know, let, I'll let you know about that in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, thanks to everybody once again for listening, for, for helping out for all that they're doing to uh, help push the program forward. Uh, God bless you all, and good night to everyone, and we'll see you this next Tuesday.